Welcome to Coffee and an Interview. I'm Jacqueline Pena, and I'm here today with Lindsay Hansen, who's going to talk to us about how she helps women who are stuck in their careers and how she helps women start their own online businesses. How are you today, Lindsay? I'm good. Thank you for having me. Thank you for being here with us and for sharing some of your experiences and your knowledge with us. Yeah, of course. So I'm going to jump right into it. Um, I, I know where you are now in your journey. How did you get here? Tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got to this place where you're coaching women in terms of career change and starting online businesses. Yeah. So I started my career as an accountant. So not, not anywhere close to what I'm doing now. Um, but I, like I said, I went to college for accounting. I got my master's degree. I got my CPA license. Um, and then I started my career in public accounting back in 2017. And I hated it. I didn't enjoy the work. I didn't like the whole corporate environment sort of nine to five um, thing of having to ask for time off and working working myself to death, burning myself out, not getting enough sleep. I didn't feel like I had time to really focus on myself. And so I didn't enjoy the nine to five thing. I also wasn't passionate about the work I was doing. And so I was feeling really unfulfilled and sort of like I was in my quarter life crisis. I was like, I can't do this for the rest of my career. I need to figure something out. And at the time I really was passionate about fitness and I wanted to be able to help other people reach their fitness goals. So I decided to become a fitness coach. I got my certification as a personal trainer, but I also wanted the freedom of being able to set my own schedule and work for myself. So I decided to just jump in and start an online fitness coaching business with no experience in fitness or <laughs> starting a business. Like I really had no idea what I was doing. And I had I had already quit my job. So I quit my job at the end of 2018. Um, and so I just had to make the online business thing work because it was my only source of income. So I hired a business coach. I launched my first program at the beginning of 2019 and it sort of just grew from there um, and then about nine months into it last summer I started feeling like I wanted to transition more into life coaching I wasn't feeling as passionate about fitness anymore and I realized I really loved coaching people more on their mindset and I think I had always known that life coaching was more of what I would want to do long term um, but I didn't realize it would only take me nine months into my business to make that transition. So then I basically started my business all over again last summer, switched to life coaching. I wanted to help women who are, who were stuck in their careers. Like I was to figure out what it is that they really wanted to do. And then over the past couple of months, I've been pivoting more into specifically helping women who want to work for themselves and start their own online businesses and it's partially the practical side of just like literally how to do that. But it, most of what I love coaching on is more of, um, like I said, the mindset, the fear that you have to overcome in order to start a business, quit your job, all of the doubts, um, the, you know, fear about not making enough money, 
all of that type of stuff that comes up is what I really primarily focus on as a coach. And it's interesting because um, you went through quite a journey. I mean, you just quit your job, try something new. I love how you said it without a lot of experience. (laughs) I did not do it. I I wouldn't necessarily recommend doing it the way that I did either. (laughs) But yeah, because a lot of people stay in their full-time job and sort of start their business as a side hustle. For me, probably, especially because I was in public accounting where you literally work like 80 hours a week in busy seasons, I knew that I wouldn't have time to do both. And I just was in a good enough position financially also to do it. And so it just felt like the right move for me. Like I said, definitely wouldn't. I never, I never recommend to anyone like, I wouldn't tell you to quit your job. You definitely don't have to quit your job and then start your business. There are a million ways to do it. And I think it's always about finding what feels right for you. But for me, I knew that it was, it was almost like I knew I had to burn that bridge. Like I'm the type of person that I think if I had a plan B and I had a backup plan, then I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have dove into my business as strongly from the start. Um, And so that, that was just what felt right for me. I think that's great advice too, because a lot of times we look at different people to see how should I, how should I start my small business? What should I do? And they, you see sometimes some people quit their jobs entirely and just switch over to a small business and they might succeed or they might fail and and might not have the right safety net. Others might start as a side hustle while in a full-time position. I know that for myself, um, I knew I needed some time off. So I had Mm -hmm. saved um, money to live on for a year or two before I transitioned out of my full-time job and started going into my different adventures. So there's so many different ways to do it, but it depends on who you are, where you are in life, um, and what kind of business you want to start, you know, in order to know what kind of advice works for you. So I think it isn't a one size fits all. And it's great that you share that with us. Yeah, I definitely agree. Um, and then in terms of tell us a little bit about um, your coaching business itself, how you talked a little bit about how you helped your clients. Um, do you want to share a little bit more about um, the kind of work you do when it comes to that midlife transition? Anything you didn't get to share already? Sorry, I, and I said midlife, I'm a mid, um, career quarter. transition, whether it's in a quarter life or midlife. Yeah, I went into midlife thinking about myself. I'm so sorry. <laughs> but I also love that you mentioned the quarter life crisis because we don't yeah. talk about it enough. And so That's I right. will have some resources um, in the podcast description as well on quarter life crisis and midlife transitions for all of our listeners. Yeah, yeah, that's really good. So my coaching focuses, I mean, I consider myself a life coach, right? Not a business coach. So like I said, it's not so much about the practical, how to start your business. Obviously you need those things. And like, I can, I can help you with those things with the marketing, the selling and all of that. But for me, I focus a lot on the mindset behind it and making sure that you are always doing the practical things from a place of really feeling aligned within yourself, doing, you know, creating a program that you really want to create and running your business from a really aligned place. Because I struggled a lot um, in the first year or so of my business where 
like I said, all those fears and doubts start to creep in, right? So I would come up with a program, feel really excited about it, feel really confident about it. But then my mind would spiral into, can I really charge that much money? Who's going to want to pay me for this? Am I qualified enough to do this? There's a lot of the like self-doubt, um, especially when you're moving into something that you don't have a lot of experience in. And I had no experience in fitness coaching or life coaching, really. So it's really about working through all of those things and then running your business from that place. Because when I was creating programs from a mindset of not not having the confidence behind it, it obviously did not work. And it felt really hard to sell. And it was really hard to get clients that way. And I was not making a lot of money. But what changed my business was working on my mindset. And like I said, I hired a business coach. It was the first thing I did. And it did help me get my business started. Um, but then after I stopped working with that coach, that's when my mindset would start to spiral. <laughs> and I had I invested a lot of money last year in the first year of my business on courses, business coaches, all of those practical things. And it wasn't working. And what I realized at kind of at the end of 2019 was that it had to do with my mindset. It had to do with me not really being confident in everything that I was doing. And that's when I decided to hire my own life coach, actually, which is what really helped change the game for me in my business. And so that's kind of why that's what I focus on now, more so than just, you know, the practical things, how to create a website, like how to start a podcast. That's not really what I focus on. Did that answer your question? It did actually, because um, no, that definitely answered because you're addressing some things that I think we all feel when we're trying to think, mm -hmm. even just think about a new business. Right yeah. Now, right. Even, even a side hustle while we're in a full-time position, we have all these fears. And uh, even in starting the podcast, I was, I had so many fears that yeah. it wasn't the content that held me back. It was my own fear. Of right. just getting out there. And once I got out there, I was like, all right, we got this. Let's let's start talking to people. Um, but fear, self-doubt, uh, and then so many questions because we doubt ourselves. So we don't mm -hmm. know how much to charge for our mm -hmm. services. And oh my goodness, am I charging too much for this yep. service? I'm I haven't had all these years of experience. I'm not like her. Then we start comparing ourselves to other people who are in the same business. I'm not like her. I'm not ready. I can't charge this much because I'm not like him. And oh, yeah. I think that, that uh, all this negative talk, this internal negative talk, really affects how we move forward. But it also affects the success or failure of our business. And if if we have all these negative uh, all these negative thoughts in our head and all these voices, we will hold ourselves back from our own success. Yeah, for sure. Someone, I don't remember where I heard this, but I remember hearing this and it stuck with me like ever since last year, whenever I heard it is you never have business problems. You have personal problems that leak into your business. And I think that's so true. And for me, it, what I believe is that like the practical things, having the marketing strategy, the sales strategy, whatever, will help you scale your business if you already have a good foundation. But if you're struggling to even like get <laughs> your first few clients, um, then it's never really the practical things that are the problem. It's It always comes back to your mindset. And like I said, finding that alignment within yourself is always the first step. 
That's great. That's great advice. And that's a, that's a great point as well. Um, and, and so um, you've been coaching people, you're, you're a life coach and that is your business. And then you coach on helping people and a lot, I'm, most of your clients are women mm-hmm. starting a small business. How did you end up getting into that niche, uh, uh, focusing on women and small business in this life coaching? Why women? How did that happen? I think it just kind of happened naturally. Um, and I think, I don't know. I mean, small business, it's just because of what I, what I know and what I'm passionate about. And then I think just my, my messaging sort of resonated more with women. And it's not that I don't work with men or that I wouldn't work with men. I have had a few men um, reach out to me and ask about coaching, but I think, um, I think men also tend to be more practical, right? So they are going to be the ones who probably would seek out a business coach um, rather than thinking, I want to start a business, maybe I should hire a life coach, right? And I think my messaging connects a lot more with women who are um, maybe even a little bit more spiritual and um, really connect with I guess my message of, yeah, finding alignment within yourself and making sure you have the right energy behind all of the things that you're doing. So I think it just naturally speaks more to women and it kind of just unfolded naturally. I never, I never like set the intention that I wanted to only work with women, but it just kind of happens. But that was a great analysis as to how that happens with Mm. the focus on your life coaching not necessarily on the practical side. So that really helps us understand that that process. Um, In in all your work with yourself in your journey, starting your own business, your own coaching business and small business and coaching others, what are some of the biggest mistakes or challenges that you've um, seen and helped people through? Mm. That's a big Um, one. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know if there's necessarily mistakes. Um, But I think some of the common things that come up are all the fear, right? The imposter syndrome, which is just a fancier word for self-doubt, feeling like you're not qualified to be doing what you're doing um, and coach people. And a lot of the fear around money too. I think those are the biggest things that always come up. What else? Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to think of like mistakes. I don't know, but I think the biggest thing is like, what got you into a career that doesn't feel fulfilling for you is that you, you know, were listening to all those fears and doubts, right? And maybe it always stems back to, a lot of times your childhood and like what you saw maybe your parents do like my whole childhood I saw my mom working in jobs that she hated and I never really felt like I had any other options like it to me it was normal to hate your job um and I never really saw anyone there was no one in my family who was an entrepreneur I never saw myself doing this um until I was actually in accounting and realized how much I hated it and realize that there were other options. So I think a lot of times we limit 
what's possible for ourselves based on these stories of fear and doubt and what's expected of us. And because that's what gets you into a career that you hate, right? Like I followed this path that was expected of me, this definition of success that like you, like you said, I think it was before we started recording, but there's a lot of, um, like families that think if unless you're a lawyer or a doctor or an accountant or something that you're not really successful and so when you internalize that growing up that's what you're going to be chasing and you might have never stopped to ask yourself do I actually want that (laughs) so I think it's a process of almost relearning and rewriting your own definition of success and what you want for your life and then working through all of those fears and doubts that come up along the way so that you can create the life and business or career that you actually want. Yeah. And and that's an interesting point in terms of success and how we define it because yeah, we're we're raised with these definitions of success and we don't always come up with our own. Mm-hmm. And so it sounds like a lot of the work you do is also helping people come up with their own definition of success along the way. For sure. Yeah. Um, how, any, any advice or any stories, um, maybe we was talking about some stories of any successes or any aha moments that you've had in terms of, uh, coaching and small business, the big ahas that you learned along the way. And then maybe we can end with some advice for our listeners as well. Anything we might've missed, but any aha moments. Hmm. Let me think. <laughs> And you worked with a few um, a few clients already, and you've been coaching. Yeah. And, so and aha you, moments like that my clients have had, or for okay. myself personally. Actually, I, I, we would love to hear about both. What are some aha moments that your clients have had working with, um, them? and then you personally, because you've been on this journey. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like there's there's been a lot. I mean, one of my clients recently so she knows that she wants to work for herself she's still in a corporate job but she started her business as a side hustle a few months ago and she is also a CPA she started her business as a bookkeeping business and then she sort of realized over the past few months that she doesn't actually want to do bookkeeping at all or accounting at all it was just what felt like it made the most sense, right? Because we always go back to like what we have experience in and we feel like we can't coach on what we actually want to coach on. Um, And so she's realizing that she really wants to be more of kind of a life coach and talk more about money mindset with her clients. Um, And so once she did that and, and she like dropped the bookkeeping thing, she's like, I'm not promoting bookkeeping anymore. I'm promoting this money mindset coaching. She, I think just made a post on her Instagram story about it. And she got multiple inquiries about it right away. She had applications and she got on the phone with those people. And she was like, those were the easiest like sales calls that I, that I ever had. (laughs) Um, And I think that really goes to show the difference. And this is what I was talking about of like, I was struggling for so long. I felt like I was doing all the thing, all the practical things, right. And I wasn't signing any clients. And then when I switched my program to something that I actually was aligned with and really wanted to do, then selling became easy. And, and the same thing happened for her where she was like, once I really embraced what I actually wanted to be doing and stopped listening to 
all of the doubts about why I can't do that. And people aren't going to just want to hire a money mindset coach. And I don't have experience in it. I'm not qualified, all of those things. Once she was able to work through those, then she was able to move forward in what she actually wanted to do. And everything became easy and it just flowed naturally in her business. Um, So that was one of the things that I was really proud of. And I've had that same moment too. I mean, it's always exciting when my clients have a moment where they are like ready to quit their job. Um, So that happened to another one of my clients a few weeks ago. Um, I forget what happened, but she, she has been going back and forth for like a year um, about whether to quit her job. She's also an accountant. She doesn't like what she's doing. She didn't really know what else she could do. So she kept going back and forth. And then she started working with me a few weeks ago. And right after our first coaching call, she messaged me and she was like, I'm going to quit my job. Like, I'm ready to quit my job. (laughs) I realized that like, I, I don't need to be in this job anymore. Um, and yeah, I mean, I think, I don't know. I think we all, we all have such similar stories. Like all of my clients go through the same exact things that I went through. And so it's always just interesting to me, um, to see them have those moments too. Um, and I don't, I feel like a lot of it, there's not like any one major aha moments because it's like the collection of all of this work that we've been doing finally just breaking through um let me think if there was anything I had in my business I mean for me realizing that I wanted to switch to life coaching was a pretty big aha moment Mm -hmm. because I had been feeling like not not (laughs) passionate about fitness anymore I like didn't want to be doing my work And I was like, I just created this whole business because I was doing work I hated. And then I felt stuck again. And I was like, why am I feeling the same way I was like a year ago? Hating what I'm doing, not looking forward to like getting up every day and doing my work. And for a long time, I couldn't figure out what it was. And then it clicked one day and I was like, I don't want to be a fitness coach anymore. I want to be a life coach. So I think for me personally, that was probably the biggest aha moment um, in my business for sure. I, I got so much out of that, uh, that conversation just now sharing your clients aha moments in your own. Um, because for example, um, one thing is the finding of your purpose and passion mm-hmm. and putting them together. So what do you think is your, why, what's your purpose? Um, but what's also your passion and putting that together to create a business, uh, whether it's a side hustle or your main hustle, uh, for lack of a better term, but being able to put that together. I think uh, that's a great message uh, and that it happens through trial and error because sometimes we think we know our purpose or we think we know our passion and uh, and sometimes we have to play around with it a little bit because we might have not gotten it right because we haven't had time to mm-hmm. really play in the purpose or passion fields or sandboxes enough because we've been in our other in our careers. Uh, so I think that that's a great message too, that it's okay to learn through trial and error um, in this process. And another message you're, you've been sharing is that this is okay at any stage of life. It doesn't oh, yeah. matter if it's your, it doesn't have to be a quarter life crisis or a midlife crisis, right? <laughs> in your twenties, your thirties, your forties, your fifties, your sixties, at any point you can say, I'm ready to make a change and you can yeah. do it. Yeah, that's so true. I, I think it's never too late, you know? Um, 
and honestly, I something that what was I talking about? I was talking to someone the other day. Um, but the thing is, once you like, if you are feeling unfulfilled in your job right now, that feeling's not going to go away. It's only going to get stronger until you make a change. So, you know, if you're try to ignore it, <laughs> that's how you end up in a midlife crisis. So to me, I knew that if I ignored that, I, that's where I was going to end up. So I was like, I can do this now, or I can do it in 30 years when I have probably a family and a lot more responsibilities. And so I'm just going to go ahead and do it now. <laughs> yeah. And that's the other thing is timing because our fears hold us back. Mm. So, um, I can't tell anyone when is the right time for that person yeah. to make a transition, whether they're doing it as a side hustle or a main hustle, but, but timing is, is everything. And for each person, that's a little bit different for me. It just happened to be perfect timing in my early forties, but that might not be the case for someone else. Uh, for you, it was in your early twenties mm-hmm. that it worked out beautifully and you were yeah. able to change. Yeah. yeah. I would also probably argue that there isn't a perfect time ever. And I think that's some, that's another way that we hold ourselves back a lot is because we think there's going to be another time where we feel more ready. Right. And I actually remember my initial plan was to quit my job in like March of 2019. But really the only reason why I had planned to wait that long is because I felt like I wouldn't be ready like I was scared and I was like well I'll get my personal training certification in December I'll wait till after the holidays I'll save up some money and then I'll feel ready like I had this idea in my mind that I'll just magically feel ready in March and then I just realized that day in November when I decided to put in my two weeks I was like this is still going to be terrifying in March it doesn't matter when I do it I'm not going to feel more ready like, yes, I'll have my certification, but I already have enough money saved up. So the idea that I need to save more money was just an excuse. I think that was another big aha moment for me, honestly, was I was like, I'm just telling myself this because I'm scared. It's still going to be scary whether I do it now or three months from now. So I'm just going to do it now. (laughs) Like the sooner I start, the sooner I'll be able to grow my business. And, you know, it's, I think there's really no time where you're going to feel fully ready to make this big of a change in your life. That's some great advice too. Um, There's never the perfect time. Never. You just have to pick a time and run with it. Yeah. Um, Any, um, for me, the transition from, um, I keep calling it a traditional job, but one with, you know, the full benefits, the full-time schedule, but I was working six, seven days a week. The transition from that job to almost no job, (laughs) (laughs) you know, I was, you know, I was going to start teaching. I I did go, I did speak at conferences. I was writing, but I didn't have that schedule, that high intensity schedule. Um, That was a difficult switch for me. I don't know if you have any advice for any of our listeners on making the switch to be able to still be happy, productive, and to find a good routine when you switch mm. from that tradition, when you leave the full-time job, let's call it that, to to working for yourself. Is there any aspect of your coaching where you have to, where you help with that or any advice that you have for that? Um, I mean, if you're doing something that you're passionate about and it feels like your purpose, you're going to be excited to do it. 
So I didn't really come across the issue of like not being productive when I first started my business because I was like, if anything, I was working too much because I was so excited to get started and dive into everything and learn all the things. Um, So I think whenever you find yourself procrastinating on something, it's usually just an indication that you don't actually want to be doing it. So like ask yourself why, but I think um, also it is kind of a process of trial and error of just finding what works for you and coming out of, like you said, this space where you have a very strict schedule, you work from nine to five, like you have been so used to that routine. And now when you get to make your own schedule, you're like, well, what do I do? So I think finding what works for you, like seeing even what, what time you like waking up, like I don't set an alarm anymore. Um, and I don't really have times where I force myself to work throughout the day. I just like, I have my calls or I have certain things that I want to get done and however long it takes me whenever I, <laughs> whenever I get to it throughout the day, that's what works for me now. But in the beginning, I, I had a lot more were that I needed slash wanted to do every day. Um, and so I, I still don't think I ever really gave myself a schedule. It was just, I naturally wanted to work (laughs) throughout the day. Um, but yeah, finding a routine, I think having a routine is important, but it's going to look different for everyone. So sort of testing out what, what, feels good for you if you like working out in the morning if you like working out at night even things like that and just structuring your day around what makes you feel best is always gonna be like result in highest productivity right Mm -hmm. yeah that's actually great advice too you find your purpose you find your passion you marry those two you run with it and ideally that's going to energize you that's going to keep you focused on what you need to do. And then in terms of routines is everyone has a different routine. What works for me doesn't work for anyone else, or maybe for at least one other person who knows, but <laughs> we figure out our own routines as well through trial and error to be able to have the kind of life that we want to have. Yeah. Uh, that's the whole reason why you want to create your own business. Yeah. Right. And then it's like, we, we quit our job because we don't want a nine to five. And then we force ourselves to still be on a nine to five schedule a lot of the times. So and it's like, no, you, there are no rules. You get to make the rules. And yeah, like I said, I think looking at whenever you, whenever you find yourself procrastinating, because like, that was when I realized I didn't want to be a fitness coach anymore was because I kept procrastinating on my work. I like, didn't want to do it and I was like why do I not want to do my work anymore what the heck is going on and then I realized I actually wanted to be doing life coaching so if you find yourself procrastinating it's likely because there's some sort of change that gets to be made in your business so that it's something that you are excited to do yeah yeah thank you so much for that advice Uh, as we come to the end now of our interview do you have any final thoughts words of advice or anything else that you might want to share with us yeah I mean I feel like we covered a lot of it I think one of the biggest pieces of advice that I always give is that there's never a right time um and thinking that it's going to be less scary at some point in the future is just usually an excuse because it is scary and it's always going to be scary. Um, And then, like I said, if you're feeling 
like you're stuck in your quarter life crisis or just feeling like you're not fulfilled in your job, that feeling isn't going to go away. So you can trust yourself, listen to that feeling, follow your intuition, you know, follow what feels like you're calling, follow your passions. Because like I said, I think the biggest thing for me was when I realized it wasn't all about the practical things. And the issue for me was that I was doing those things from a place of not feeling aligned within myself, not feeling confident, listening to all the fears and the doubts. Um, And so if you're feeling stuck in launching or growing your business, I would say to look inward um, because it's usually not a matter of you needing to know more or needing to have the right strategies. Um, Because if you're, if you're taking action from a place of alignment, your energy is going to draw people to you. And so you already have everything that you need inside of you to create a business, create the business and the life that you want. That's my biggest piece of advice. <laughs> Sounds great. Thank you so much. And thank you for, you know, joining me today for yeah. an interview. This was an amazing interview. Thank you so much for sharing this experience and this advice with us. Thank you so much for having me.